What's good? Welcome to Beer Breakdown. This is Steven. I'm Josh. Recording from Echo Bay Studio B, as per usual. Um, it's Studio B is Studio B's, better. B is where it's at. Studio B has a bed, so should you get tired, you yeah, can the, the take B a nap. for bedroom. Studio B has a really lovely turntable and, and several books, a lot of beer-related books, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, Records. It doesn't have food, so I mean, if you you got stuck here in Studio B for a long time, you would... Well, yeah, you can't eat, you can't eat vinyl or, uh, or CDs. role-playing dice. Or 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 polyhedrals, no. <laughs> All right, what are we, we're just BSing. So, what are we gonna do today? We're gonna raid your fridge. Yeah, so it's awesome. So we um we we are gonna do basically blinds out of my fridge. So I'm gonna pick three beers out of my fridge, and then there's going to be some questions for Josh. Oh and those, boy. Those questions for Josh are gonna be most importantly, pick your favorite. And then the subcategory one is which is most aromatic, which is most bitter, which has the fullest body, and which is the most flavorable. Flavorful. Flavorable. I like flavorable. flavorable. Is it Flavor- flavorful or flavorable? Flavorful, I would say. I, that's the word I'm, I recognize. Okay. But flavorable? I love it. <laughs> that's a dope word. That's like, like I find this beer both favorable and flavorful. Oh, I had to tap the Flavorable. Thing. And then finally, number third, which is the odd man out of the three? So you have a lot on your mind. Uh, you're going to have to ask as we go. I will ask as you go, and I'm going to remind you. And then, um, yeah, man, we're, we're going to talk about it. I, cool. I think this is going to be a, a cool little discovery sesh. There's going to be some pretty cool beers in it, too. Um, as our fan and friend Barnabas sent me some cool East Coast beers to try. Sweet. Oh, so I get to try some of those? Maybe. Yes. It was what's in my fridge. I think, I, I think I'm representing both the Midwest, the East Coast, and the West Coast. Love it. First hint. Anyways, um, last weekend I spent Friday and Saturday at Shelton Fest in, ready for this? Louisville. Kentucky. Louisville. Louisville. Louisville, Kentucky, um, which I think is the South. Um, it was super sure. cool. Um, there was it was the probably the first time it was the first time I've been to Shelton Fest, and I've heard like legendary stories about it. There was not a bad beer at this festival. Like everything, I mean, literally, you, you could drink down the tables, and I mean, there would be some that were phenomenal, and maybe not your style, maybe not your style, but there was not bad beer being poured. Sweet. Yeah, the cool thing about it is we got some interviews for Beer Temple in between the sessions on Saturday, and check out, I, I'm totally bragging right now, but this is the rock star of people I get to, I got to video and, and listen to the audio as, as Chris interviewed him, but um, uh, Tilo from, from Ritterguts Goza, and he had tons of information and total, total Goza fanatic, and if you remember back to our Goza episode, if you listen to the end of our Goza episode, I have a sample of him talking about... He, Everybody drinking Pilsner. And then I threw an echo and it was like, Pilsner. (laughs) (laughs) He actually talks like that in real life and it's super cool. And yeah. Okay. You might not be spot on, but that's pretty good. That's, I I think I did a good impersonation. Uh, Daniel or Danny Thierry from Thierry. If you've listened to our Saison episode, we love Thierry. And he's doing some really interesting things. And some cool insights I got from him was that he actually makes... Um, he's actually really into IPAs, but 
obviously oh, cool. he understands that you know the best and the freshest IPAs are drank young. So he actually makes an, an IPA for the French market that he doesn't import. Oh, that's why he won't do it. You were telling me that he wouldn't. Yeah. yeah it makes sense. And so that's like a goal, like whenever I'm next time over in Europe, is finding that beer and trying that beer. So that's one thing. And then uh, who else do we have? Um, we had the gentleman whose name I'm going to forget, sorry, from Lambic.info, and he was super interesting. He's just a Lambic fan. He's a consumer, I guess is the best way to describe it. He's not, a, he's not in the brewing industry per se, but he goes to Belgium multiple times a year, is buddies with all the producers and blenders, and is a wealth of knowledge about Lambic. And wow. I, I mean, I feel that I know quite a bit about Lambic and the producers and the blenders. This guy made me feel like a moron. I mean, just the, the depth, breadth of history, knowledge, and process was amazing. It was like a 30-minute interview. We were trying to keep interviews to 10 minutes. So that's... Chris, Chris was geeking out. Everybody. Everybody in the room was geeking out. And then finally... Oh, no, we had two more. We had uh, Jonathan Wakefield from Jay Wakefield, which was really cool. He's a home brewer from pro brewer down in Florida who's making a lot of really cool uh, fruited Berliner vices that are the, the nerds are going super wild for. And they were tasty. And then... Uh, uh, Menno from De Molen, which was really interesting. I'm in Amsterdam, in Holland. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, not Amsterdam at all, actually, in Holland. I just assume yeah. that yeah, yeah. all of Holland is Amsterdam because that's that's, that's a little bit wrong. Because I'm an American. Yeah, so it was. I don't know so, nothing about no geography. Is it geography? Yeah, that's what it is. Guys, you just go there, yeah. <laughs> Weed tourism, you know. Anywho. <laughs> it was a great festival, and. Too many good beers to name, but I mean, I'll just say like Armagnac, Single Barrel, Cantillon was on the list. The Jester King, Lambic, The Spawn was on the list. The mm. ones to try, it was pretty, pretty special. Jerk. No, I'm kidding. Pretty much. It's awesome. Jerking it out. So I'm going to pause it and I'm going to bring out a set of beers for Josh. And Josh is going to use his awesome, super developed sensory powers that I know he has in him, and we're oh going to discuss these beers. This Be right back. beers in front of both me and Josh. They are pale ales. Okay, Josh thinks they're pale ales. <laughs> all done. Great episode, man. See you next time. See you next time. We're not going to see anybody, but <laughs> hear us next time. All right. Cool. So go ahead and get started, Josh. Tell, start telling me about these beers you have in front of you. Yeah, they're uh, the first, I don't know if that's... Uh, they're all very straw and color, straw colored. My lighter end of the spectrum there, um, and quite a, they're quite hazy. And I don't know if that's just the glasses, but yeah, they're, they're yeah. not very. They're, 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 they're not there very, might be some condensation yeah, on there. Yeah, a little bit of chill haze or something, and some condensation. But yeah, not not they're not 
super brilliant. Um, yeah, decent head on the first two. Nice white head on both of them, and uh, looks like either the third one just doesn't have have much there, or dissipated pretty quick. Okay. Um, yeah, and I, I, I mean, once you set them down, I could kind of smell all of them, uh, getting like citrus and tropical notes mostly. Cool. Uh, the first one, super citrusy. Okay. Um, yeah, very pleasant. Are we going aroma on all of them? I guess you're doing aroma right now. Yeah, that's one of the questions, right? Yep. Next one's a bit more tropical and kind of, I don't know, almost, I mean, there's some citrus there, but more like orange. It smells nice. Yeah, you're right on. I'm not really leading you in any of no, this. I'm cool. just agreeing with you. If you're, if you're wrong about something, I'm Yeah, and the third one's uh, tropical and it's got a little bit of a, uh, just a little tinge of the pissiness happening. Cool. Feel um, free, if I you did. know the hot variety of these, feel free to talk about it. Oh, I would say that I, I don't I can't really pinpoint yet, but I would say a lot of these are probably like mosaic y Simcoe, Citra y new style. None of this is like older hops. Great. In my opinion. Cool. From what I can tell so far. Uh yeah, so the most aromatic to me, uh number one. Number one. Um and what was our what do we got? I can I have to move on, don't I? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So taste. most most bitter I mean, you could do flavorful too in, in this order. I kind of put them out of order on my All notes, right. but you know. Let's just keep kind of talking. I'm just going to try them instead of talking about them as I go real quick. All right. So Josh was right. As far yeah. as all three of these beer, they all are kind of hazy. I'm looking at them right now and... Not unpleasantly hazy. Not unpleasant. They don't look turbid by any means. I would say that number one is the most hazy, followed by number two, followed by number three in the order presented. I'm just going through one more time. Yeah, man. Dude, there is no rush. Mm. They're all really good. I'm just going to say that right now. I like them all. Um, they they so, do have different feels going just, on. Just real quick. My fridge never disappoints. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it doesn't. And if any, like somebody's sending you beer, they're not going to send you a beer. That they Only one of these was sent. So the other, okay. one of them, um, the rest of them are, are, are uh, another hit. Yeah. I don't want to break them down too much. Let's just go with these questions. Okay. Um, what, what, what's next on the list? The next on the list was, which one was the most bitter? I'm going to go, I, I think it's between one and two. Okay. I'm, I'm going to hit that up one more time. And I'm drinking along with Josh just to... Kind yeah, number one definitely most perceptibly bitter for me. Nice bitter finish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it might be the driest too. But let's move on. That's super interesting. Okay, cool. Uh, fullest body or mouthfeel? Hmm. One more time. One more time. Okay. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> this is fun. And just so I'm, you're, when we're talking about these, we're talking about these mm-hmm. from your right to left. So left. Yep. To yeah. Stage right, you got it. Yes. Uh, most uh, fullest body to me would be number three, um, and it might just be I think it's less carbonated. So I, to me, it perceptively it's a perceptive ability yeah. thing. It doesn't feel as light in your mouth. Yeah. So it feels like it has the most body. But Interesting. I'm like, dude, I'm firing these right back and forth. So okay. So you're going with number three. Yeah, it's either two or three. To me, it's close. Okay. Two, two might have it. I need you to commit. Right. Uh, I'm just going to go three because that's the way it feels. Okay. Like if you're talking about math, mouth feel for body, that's what, that's got it for me. Okay. And then finally, which one was the most flavorful? Hmm. I got to go one more time. Keep talking. Yeah, man. <laughs> 
So I disagree with Josh. I, I think number two is probably the biggest body, but... I mean, yeah, it's, I think it's close for me. I think that the carbonation... It does feel it does feel kind of round. A bit more round. All number right. three and number one are a little bit more Now, water, flavorful... Um, I would say that the most malt is coming through on number one, surprisingly. Okay. It's the most aromatic, and I would expect to get more hot. I guess there's a lot of bitterness, but I okay. taste more malt there for some okay. reason. It doesn't have as much... has more balance. Yeah. Um, but I, I said weird, the most flavorful, right? and you're thinking hot flavor now? I'm just thinking all how Flavor it is. Okay. Uh, man, they're all super... There's a lot going on with all of them, I think. Um, as far as what I enjoy, i got to go with number three. I think it tastes the best. Number three tastes the best. Why? Because of, uh, I think maybe all together when I'm smelling all these, I get all that, like, the, those tropical and, like, sweet smelling things. Okay. To me, it, it's got more of that, like, coming through. Okay. Um, is that your favorite? Flavor-wise. And it's weird. Now that I'm drinking it, I'm like, oh, man, the body is really light on this. But it just feels heavier when I go boom, 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 one, two, three. Would, would number three be your favorite? Um, uh, hmm. I'm not trying to think of, like, just in this, like, in the broadest sense. Oh, total after picture. all three of these? I got to Let's... There's a lot to like about all of them, and I know I didn't break them down as I was drinking. My yeah, products. they're all good beers, and I, I think I'm going to break it down with you too, as as after you've done and answered all my questions. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to say like the way I'm feeling right now on this nice, warm November first day after we've played disc golf, and my elbows are they making noise? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I apologize. I'm I'm excited. Uh, I would be excited. Too. I'm really digging number three. Um, number three. I like them all, but that's my favorite. Number three is your favorite. Cool. If you could pick an odd man out of these three, like which one? They all are very similar beers, but I still have three. I'm going to go with number three. Number three is the odd man out. Yeah. And so that one doesn't belong if these were in the group here. Oh, okay. Cool. Is that what you're saying? In my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Very good. Sweet. Um, so I'm going to go through them real quick and just go in the same direction and just kind of give you what I perceive and on these. Are you going to tell me what they are? I will tell you what they are, sure. Yeah, let's do that. So number one, I think you're right. There is a good malt and hot balance. I don't know the age of this. I assume that it's under a month old, but it... Now as it warms up, it's got a little bit of that catty smell going on too. It's pissy. It's citrusy. It's a little orangey and tropical, but it does have a good substantial malt balance. And I think it is the most bitter of the three. Um... So you agree with me on the bitterness? Yeah, portion, yeah. And yeah. I think what you didn't perceive, which I think is in I some of these, is especially number one, is it's estery. Ah, uh, okay. That fruity esters. So there are fruity esters that are combining yeah. and complementing the hops. Um, I don't. Yeah, think, I didn't really talk about that. That's for sure. I don't think as much on the on the third on the on number two, not as much. It's strictly it's strictly hops. Um, number two. Probably, in my opinion, the driest of the three, but the most round and soft okay. of the three. Yeah. So it's still a dry beer, but when it's in your mouth, it's a little bit chewy. Um, Isn't that weird? Yeah, it, it doesn't have... It just finishes nice and clean and dry. It doesn't have as much malt character as the other two. It is a hot delivery vehicle. It's paler. Um, oh, man. Going through them now, a little bit warmed up. That is a super flavorful. 
Yeah. Number two. Number two is, is delicious. And number two is probably my favorite IPA that's on the market right now. Nice. So it, it is really good. It has become a staple in my fridge. Uh, number three, Mosaic Bomb. You're right. The carbonation is a little light, um, That, but it is a watery beer. Um, what juicy, I like, right? what I like and dislike about number three is that it's super aromatic. Um, it's got a big mosaic hit. The mosaic flavor is not as intense, so it's a little bit of a letdown to me because I'm like, oh man, when you pull this to your nose, I think it comes through pretty mosaic good. Mosaic time. We're gonna get down on some mosaic. I box. think it's there. Really, I don't get it as much. Hmm. And it, it, it's there, but it's not as intense. I think the the it, this. This beer was probably filling the room with with just mosaic, spicy, yeah. berry goodness, you know? Yeah, and I'm kind of going against what I was saying with it having, like, fuller body because the flavor does just, like, kind of disappear, which is not bad. Like, I want to I have a lot of that beer. No, it is a crusher, <laughs> for sure, and thankfully there is more of it because um, you've already drank your sample. But, um, <laughs> and, and I think that it may be – I'm going to go back to number one. Tastes no, like number one is still way more bitter. Shit tastes like bubblelicious, son. Yeah, it's delicious. Cool. So that's mine. If I was going to pick a favorite, it, it's tough. It is number two, and that might be just because in my mind, I already know I really like this beer. Number yeah, three is yeah. super good. They're all good beers, Yours but number is all two is my favorite. Sure. Um, most aromatic, I am, I'm agreeing with you. That is number one. It's got fruity esters. It's got great hop character and hop aroma. Most bitter was number one. Fullest body, I disagree with you. Number two, most flavorful. Yeah, you're going to have to go with number one. Number one is yeah. way more flavorful than number three. That makes number sense. I, I have to agree. After going through and not like, you know, rocket firing them into my gullet, it, it probably is. Because this is, number three is flavorful in my opinion, but it's, it's one note, right? Cool. So you ready? Mm-hmm. Your first beer was the Alchemist in Waterbury, Vermont. Heady Topper. It's an 8%. Oh, wow. Beer. I've only had it one other time. Yeah, man. And that it's was less from, hazy than I remember. That was from Barnabas. It's fucking hazy, dude. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty It's hazy. not... I like, just remember it. Maybe my idea of it, like, years ago was like, oh, this is weird looking. Yeah, I mean, years yeah. ago, when you first probably had this yeah. beer, the first time I had it, I, it was hazy. Now, turbidity standards are being rivaled. Like, people are just getting sure. super turbid. Well, thanks, Barnabas, because, yeah. yeah, it's a great beer. Always a treat. We don't get that down here in Chicago, so when we do get it, it's really great to hear. And um, Almanac, San Francisco IPA was number two. It's a 6.5% IPA with Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe, and Eldorado hops. Oh, Eldorado. Nice. Yeah. Um, this is my favorite IPA that's come out in the market recently. I like it more than I like Luponic. It is it's awesome. It's, and we just got a fresh batch in, so it's been living in my fridge. Um, I'm the, not crushes, dude. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're really good. Um, th- this is their... I don't know. It's not. It's not really an 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 northeast IPA. It's a West Coast IPA, but they're not in the traditional mold of West Coast IPAs with the low bitterness. It's low bitter. It's dry. It's it's just everything I kind of want. It's a big flavor bomb, but not as flavorful as a heady topper apparently in my in, under the blinds. Um, the third and final beer was Maplewood's Son of Juice Pants, which was your favorite. That's pretty yeah. cool. It's a Chicago, Illinois brewery just down the street. And actually, Good job, Adams. <laughs> spitting, spitting distance from your brewery. It's a 6.3% ABV IPA with Mosaic, Simcoe, Nugget, and Warrior. Um, they use Pilsner malt and then both flaked and golden naked oats to enhance the body. 
yeah. and give it that turbidity, but it is not as hazy as the other beers. No, it's not. Um, and those maple guys are awesome. Um, I was just visiting those guys. Their pale ale just the took day. a bronze at, at yeah. the JABF. Um, they work really hard. It's a small operation. It's a three-man operation. It's a two-man brew crew, and it's many times a one-man brew crew. Yeah, they're also distilling, too, if you're into that. Um, cool dudes, and they're, and they're doing a really good job with these beers. Uh, with Limited, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that they're being cheap about it, but... They don't have they're they don't have the funds it. that a lot of people that are making these beers do, and they're doing a great job. They're doing an outstanding job, and yeah, this latest version of the version of their Juice Pants, Son of Juice Pants, is killer. It's a crusher, man. It comes in a bomber, and you can do that bomber in no time flat. It's so easy to drink. So, all these yeah, beers were solid. I, I really am a big fan of this Almanac. The Alchemist is a treat. And then finally, the Maplewood. We already spoke on that. Oh, I'm so stoked that it was my favorite. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Awesome. I, when you were picking that out, I was really excited. I was like, oh, nice. He's picking the local beer. <laughs> um, just a real quick breakdown, and it'll be, it'll be super, of these New England-style IPAs, which which is what Hetty Topper is, and it is which what the Maplewood is trying to imitate. I don't know if Almanac had that beer in mind when they, when they brewed this beer, but it is somewhat in the vein. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so too, and that might be why I think it's so popular. Um, but these beers, this New England style IPA, it's not a true style. They're still under the IPA banner. They don't have a style guide to it, but they do have some interesting components to it. New school hops that promote juicy tropical fruit flavors and aromas, estered forward yeast strains that complement hop aroma, and that say think English yeast that produces that stone fruit that cherry to like get it compliment yeah. it yeah you, you want fruit basket you don't want an estuary like a belgian ipa you don't want bubble gum in that sense that's not the right ester profile so you don't think this. these are with like the the clean clean i think they American. that sometimes they might split it and then i, I don't know what maplewood's using i don't think they use a, an estuary yeast with theirs i think they yeah, they result just on hop character for that yeah um for the most part they either mash high or they use lower attenuating yeast strains, or the use of oats and wheat to enhance body. Um, not all New England IPA brewers are using oats, but that's a prop. That is that that is like the main like you know assumption is that they're piling a bunch of oats in the mash, mm-hmm. which not everybody does, especially Alchemist. I think he doesn't use anything but actual barley malt. Nice. Um, I use. I can respect that. They but. use a low flocculating. Uh, yeast. So when you we, when we say flocculation, that means yeast stays in suspension. Think of like a hefeweizen. That's a high. Uh, that is not a high flocculation. That's a low flocculating yeast. Yeah. Um, excessive dry hopping and protein heavy grains, like we spoke of earlier, like oats and wheat, uh, that aid in that hazy, juicy looking appearance. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna be brewing with one of those hef strains soon. Yeah. It'll be fun. Excited about that. Cool. So really cool. Did you learn anything from this, Josh? I did. I learned that local boys can compete with big dogs. Absolutely. Especially when you're giving it blind. You know, you don't have that conception, that preconceived notion. That's awesome. That a certain beer is better than the others because of, of hype and, and notoriety. Yeah. You try them straight up, and that's kind of why I was like, oh, these beers are perfect. I can give a local beer that, that probably does, wouldn't stand a chance in, on the shelf mm-hmm. against something like this. But blind, it, it, it won, yeah. which is pretty cool. 
I learned that it's hard to uh, talk when I have five questions in my head and I'm sampling beers. I hope I did okay. And I'm interrogating yeah. and I have the interrogation. No, no, I, it, it was a lot of fun. I just hope it translates. Um, yeah, these beers are great. I, I think obviously people know about, well, I, maybe not everyone knows about Hetty Topper. I feel that that's pretty but much like pretty on the number one IPA list of like a bunch of weirdo magazines and top 10 lists on Facebook. Yeah, that's not, mm-hmm. yeah, it's getting, and you know, the accolades are, I think they're deserved. They're well deserved. It's been it's around a, delicious a long beer. time. It's been around and it's, I mean, they, it's like influential, right? So it's like talking about a, a band that was influential. This beer has influenced other beers, obviously. Obviously, right? they yeah, I mean Almanac. It's great to try clean beers from Almanac if you're familiar with them. They do mostly like sour and Brett uh, mm-hmm. influenced farmhouse and sours. And this is a, a great. I mean, I think I might prefer this beer more than I prefer their sour beers. Wow, yeah, you like the sours, and I do. Uh, yeah, I think I think they're all fine beers. It, it was it's tough. Like this is not a thing where I really liked one beer a lot more than the others it was pretty damn close yeah um yeah especially rapid fire i I think it's a cool way to do it uh um, if you can do something like this with your friends if you got a buddy you drink beer with quite often this kind of stuff is fun you don't have to record it like us dorks or you do and i want to listen to it (laughs) um yeah absolutely please do it yeah you should record it but it's cool yeah and like like josh said doing diy programming is great and I think it's awesome to, for you just to go to your fridge, see what you have, and see if, what, what kind of cool, challenging tastings you can come up with. It's okay to be a nerd. I'm a total nerd. <laughs> I, I, I want to say something real quick. It's just a goofy observation, but when Steven and I are talking to each other, we look at each other. We're across the table. Uh, but we look at the computer like it's you. <laughs> like it's the audience. That's so funny. Hi, guys. <laughs> We don't have to like pan the room. We can just look at this computer. We're also making sure it's still recording, but pretty much, yeah, because that has happened in the past. <laughs> it's funny that we stare at it. Cool. Uh, I'm getting loopy. I drank these too fast. As it happens, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Any uh, any any new uh, albums I've been exciting you lately? Um, I, I put a bunch of stuff on there, and there's nothing new, but there's there are things that I'm sure that. I've spoke with you about, and I don't know that you've listened to them, but I put the uh, Jello Biafra Melvin's uh, project. What was that? Guantanamo 7? Or that you can't eat or something? I don't know. I I love that record, and you were saying you wanted some metal, and that's just good stuff. Um, Yeah, I'm stoked about that, and I'm going to listen to it when I get home. Um, I've been to this band from Seattle called... Holmes Ali. I don't know if I'm even pronouncing that correctly, but they're kind of like a three-piece progressive metal, kind of like indie rock metal. Yeah. We were listening to them before before we started recording, but they have they have three singers. One oh yeah, okay, cool. Two two gals and one dude, and they kind of go into like neurosisy, but still kind of baronessy, proggy, soundscapey stuff. But then they bring in pop hooks. It's been a lot of fun. It's kind of oh, like I'll a nice. Check that out. So you'll have to return the favor, and once you download that stuff, load it up with some tunes from me. I will do that. Cool, um, man. I do want to mention something, and you asked me what's new earlier, um, and you're going to cut that out, and I can add it now as an addendum or whatever. Sweet. Um, the 39th Annual Illinois Craft Beer Awards. Did you have fun? Uh, the first annual, 39th Annual Illinois Craft Beer Awards were a ton of fun. Um, this was... 
I, I don't know. I, maybe I can call it a labor of love. I, the, the, the guys who put it on, Chris and, and uh, Ed. So Ed, Ed Marzuski yeah. from, from Mars Community Brewing in Bridgeport and then Chris Quinn from the Beer Temple got together and I don't... Threw this thing together, but it You it have two so guys who, when they get together, create really bizarre and funny concepts and, are, and they, got, they got some really smart people in there to help out with it and they, they created a super event. So yeah, they, they basically made a fake craft beer award, Illinois Craft Beer Awards, um, got a bunch of us together. Hopefully more people respond if they do it again because it was, it was a great time. They did an I awesome job. I think they're going to need a larger venue next time. Yeah, they did an awesome job. Um, uh, our award was uh, Arcade Brewery. Um, we we're most likely to be confused with Emporium or <laughs> Headquarters because they're they're both. What was Hopewell's like? We don't have a tap room, so people are like, "Oh, I've been to your tap room." They they've been to Emporium or Headquarters. Gotcha. Like Arcade. It was great. That was funny. Well, uh, I'm sorry. What was your question? What was Hopewell's? It was like. Oh, I can't remember theirs. There was tons of clever stuff. But like, so, for instance, um, Ballast Point. They're not a Chicago brewery, obviously. They got honorable mention. Funny. Um, and it's just because, you know, Chris has a relationship with those guys. Sure. Uh, very cool. That, that was fun. Um, and uh, Illinois Craft Brewery of the Year was uh, Three Floyds. And they're not in Illinois. <laughs> it was good stuff. What is it? Uh, Revolution got like best Belgian inspired brewery. I think I think that yeah. to me was <laughs> that's like, pretty funny. Really, really super funny. Uh, Lagunitas, honorable mention. <laughs> that was good stuff. And then, um, uh, and if you know him, Christian Berdellis from uh, from Burnt City got best beard. Did he get best beard? I believe so. Yeah, yeah Christian did. Um, and yeah, and that was just beard. his own award. I think Burnt City they got second place in a. And a trademark dispute, which is hilarious. I mean, I know that there are trademark disputes in the beer industry. Probably it's almost become commonplace, so it's, sure. it's, it's okay to joke about it, right? Yeah, that, that was really funny. And there have been some some recently here, and we're, we're babbling. But uh, yeah, the second place, is it, that's hilarious. The cool thing about <laughs> babbling is I will edit it out. Edit them shits. Sweet. But anyway, it was great. I had, a great. I had a really good time. I just wanted to mention that. Sweet. So... Um, we will see you next time on Beer Breakdown. If you're following us on the social medias, I am on a Facebook break right now, so I have not been posting much stuff up Same uh, until after the elections because I'm frankly tired of this shit. <laughs> but uh, we are active on the Instagrams. If you want to follow us on the Instagrams, you can follow us at Beer Breakdown. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Beer Breakdown and at Twitter on Breakdown Beer. Um, always on the SoundCloud yeah. at Beer Breakdown. Thank you so so much for listening, and I, I do want to implore you, if we do have regular listeners or you're listening for the first time, if you have ideas for us, um, you know, beers, styles that we should get into that maybe we haven't or you'd like us to, to go back to, um, yeah, hit us up on, on the social medias and let or, us know. Or if you want to pull a Barnabas and send us some great beer from your area. We, we will return the favor. We will return the favor and send you some Chicago beer. Um, um, you, know, you know, through legal means. Correct. Through legal means. Whatever that means. We'll have somebody drive them like a normal person. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Until next time, guys. Thank you for listening. Yep. Drink some beers. Drink some beers.